from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, May 14th, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is none other than the very lovely Maya Strang. That's right. This past week, we were married for eight years. That's right. Oh, congratulations. Well done. It feels a lot longer than that. <laughs> uh, wait. Wait, no, I meant the other part. Yeah, yeah, the other it, way. Say it the other way. The other way. Yeah. It, it feels like just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. Who has way too many cups on his desk. It's true. <laughs> Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Who I haven't seen in a couple of weeks. I know. And on the Skype line from um, some town in the UK <laughs> is none other than Lloyd Kinsley. What is up? <laughs> I, I actually don't know. I don't know. Nah, I, do, I, do, I don't get that question when I was in the States. Saying it now, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Americans continually asking me what is up. I don't know. <laughs> Coming up on today's podcast, we have a live in-studio performance by the Rocket Boys, not to be confused with the Rocket Summer or the Rocket Girls. Completely different Rocket altogether. Altogether. Is there really Rocket Girls? No. Oh. But there's a Rocket Summer All right. who has performed on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, I've heard of them. That's why I believe If you. you have a band and Rocket is in your name, swing on by. <laughs> we, uh, we'd we be glad to have you There's a podcast. label Like Rocket Town or something right? Yeah it's Rocket W. Smith's label Rocket Town There's a venue Rocket Town venue in Nashville mm. where Are you saying Rocket or Rocket? Rocket Like NASA okay. Wicked <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's coming up later And also a um, the, Everybody's favorite segment the most interesting conversation person of the week What is it called? Just the most interesting conversation Yeah We're just you say everyone How He's speaking for the people Okay Yeah okay, I'm just making sure The people have spoken Now who's who's saying It's the most interesting conversation I, I, I don't know You just spoke for a lot of people So I'm, I'm just agreeing with you Okay <laughs> So that's coming up But before all that We've got uh, Entertainment releases Music coming out on Tuesday May 18th We have uh, The highly anticipated Band of Horses With Infinite Arms Which would be very long um, Band of Horses <laughs> You have this don't you uh, I don't But other people do Horses don't have arms <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard it, but I don't. I don't have it. Right, because you have morals. Well, no. More, more <laughs> I don't know where to get it. <laughs> uh, at the in the stores yes. on Tuesday, May 18th. Yes. LCD sound systems coming out with "This Is Happening." I have heard that. It's great. Nas and Damian Marley with "Distant Relatives." That's not going to be good. Are they distant relatives? <laughs> Aren't we all? I guess, yeah. Well, there's this TV show about that, right? That we're all related. That took yeah. celebrities and walked them through oh, yeah. who they're related to. That was an NBC filler show. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't see I any of it. I never saw it. I, I thought it would be kind of Because it was an NBC filler show. Okay. All right. Hey, I make is coming out with Chasing After Shadows, Living with Ghosts. It's long. And Jamie Lydell with Compass. I like Jamie Lydell. Movies coming out on Friday, May 21st. Shrek Forever After, starring Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz. The final one. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> you have kids. That's, I don't think that's going to be good at all. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I sat through that last one and I, I wanted to punch my own eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an official review by Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, that's going to make yeah. the marquee. I wanted to punch my own eyes out. <laughs> Lloyd Kinsley. Uh, and also, um, the Oscar Oscar contender, McGruber, is coming out. <laughs> Will Forte Gruber. and Kristen Wiig. Did you see the Betty White episode? Most of it, I yeah. finally watched it on TiVo I yesterday. saw 10 minutes and it's sitting on my TiVo. I, I still haven't been able to finish it. It, it. it was hilarious all the way through, except for the caveat that they thought, every sketch writer thought, wouldn't it be really funny if we take this sweet old lady and make her say foul and dirty things? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so every sketch, that's where it went. Yeah. yeah. So it was the dirtiest episode I'd probably ever seen, <laughs> and it all came out of Betty White's mouth. Yeah. Every oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, but... It was actually really funny. And Jay-Z, yeah. and Jay-Z was really good, too. Jay-Z did like At seven first, songs in his first, first set. Yeah, his first set was really good. I don't really like the Forever Young song. Well, I like the hook, but the yeah. rap is terrible. Yeah, yeah but uh, Betty White uh, had a great monologue. I mean, just all the way through. And then all the female cast members yeah. from the last, like, prominent cast members from the last 15 years came to kind of pay respects. Yeah, yeah. I saw, too, on Hulu that um, they actually cut a few sketches because they had so many. So, like, there was a Debbie Downer skit that they cut. Yeah, oh. appra- yeah, apparently you can watch. You can yeah. watch it. I watched, oh, oh, you I can watch the dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny too. It's a funny Debbie Daughters skit. <laughs> I like Debbie Daughters. I don't have. I literally have no clue what you're talking about. Other than, <laughs> is 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 she the lady that would, used to be in Golden Girls? Yes, yes, yes. After the Super Bowl, have you heard of that? <laughs> I'm aware of it. Okay, yes. she was in a number of oh, like the commercials for the Super Bowl were overall pretty bad, pretty blah. But the two that were like there were two that were really funny, and Betty White was in both of them. And after that happened, a Facebook campaign started, um, like to get Betty White to host SNL because SNL has kind of been down this year, and so millions of people joined this petition. And you are aware of SNL, right? S- Saturday Night Live. You lived here, of course, you are. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I, we, I, the annoying thing is, you just we don't get it here at all. So. Well, it's it's sort of like huh. I mean, that's that's because it kind of sucks sometimes. No, <laughs> I watch it every week well, religiously. Well, you also watch American Idol, so hey, yeah. careful. That's true. I can't I can't really defend it this year <laughs> at all. At See, all. Yeah, I have I have this illusion though that British comedy is much more highbrow. So have you I'd seen like, Benny Hill? I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> have you seen Benny Hill? Well, but I'm talking like The Office and extras and mm, have you seen good. Benny Hill? That's yes. like four years of British television. Well, like you little, just covered or, with those or, two shows, or Little Britain, or what are some of the other? Oh ones yeah, we're really probably the funniest country in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think you know we we get some pretty bad stuff from you guys, but there are some good bits we get too. Like Modern Family, I'm I'm in like I'm liking that quite a lot. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good representation of America internationally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, glad we could export that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, millions of people signed this campaign, and 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 Lauren Michaels said finally. At first, he was saying no publicly. We're not. I mean, that's not how we do this show. And then he finally relented and said, "All right, we'll have her on for a segment." And then it came on like a full bore. She was hosting it. She's 80, 88 and a half years old. That's a crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, Are the rest of them alive? Uh, no, I think they're all dead now. Yeah, she wow. was the, she uh, was no. the child star in Golden. B. Girls. Arthur's dead. Yeah. Uh, the the, the the little mom was is dead. B. Arthur's dead. Yeah. yeah. She died in the last couple of years. Could yeah, she honest? had to because I saw the Pamela Anderson roast. Did anyone else see that? No. She was in that. <laughs> what do you watch? That was wow. the craziest experience I've had in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> because you were there. Well, no, I was <laughs> I was not. But B. Arthur was, and that's what made it amazing. Oh. Yeah. But that was like two three years the, ago. I know. That's the saucy why I was, lady. 
is still I, alive. I have whatever never Rue McClellan or whatever McClellan. I've like never that. seen Golden Girls. What? Thank no. you for being a friend. Yeah, I really. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was little because my mom said it was dirty. And Isn't you were that weird? <laughs> it's old people, and yet right. you couldn't watch then, it. Well, Could you watch then, Cocoon? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was my parents were really strict about movies. Is that TV. a reality show about a Christian homeschool family? <laughs> <laughs> I was also homeschooled. Okay, well, so was I. So <laughs> explains <laughs> explains a lot about yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stare at them. anyway. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, uh, oh, the MacGruber the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. where yeah. I came from. And wow. uh, well, the in this episode, all the MacGruber segments was MacGruber and his grand and his nana. Yeah, and oh, yeah. she was in it, and it was. It, of course, got incredibly inappropriate by the end. I did so. like the joke about how he painted with his own excrement. Yeah. <laughs> Pucasso. Pucasso, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh. <laughs> highbrow, highbrow. Yeah. It's like it, crass. <laughs> so, that's your entertainment releases. Uh, all right. Let's go with slices. What do you got, Josh? Well, uh, this last week, I don't know if you guys heard about this, um, but Oil there were spill? four. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Woods ran into some tragedy uh, with some women. Um, I'm just going to keep bringing that one up. Uh, there were four uh, Live Oak High School uh, teenagers that were sent home for wearing American flag T-shirts on Cinco de Mayo. And they become, there's this national media attention now that even spurred a march by Hispanic students through their city called Morgan Hill. Um, These these students, they wore red, white, and blue t-shirts, some with the American flag and some with American flag shorts. I didn't even Mm. know that you could buy those, but now, you know, I know what to get for Christmas. Uh, (laughs) But they warmed a school on Wednesday and it prompted the administrators of the school to ask the students to change their clothes or turn their t-shirts inside out because it can incite a confrontation on Cinco de Mayo. Um, ultimately, the student's parents were called in, and uh, and they were sent home with an unexcused absence and not a suspension. So, just so you know, Cinco de Mayo, you can't wear any American paraphernalia in high school. What do you hmm. think? What if you wear American apparel? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> That's completely different. It's like a blue blank t-shirt. Yeah. People are like, you're going to have to turn that inside deep, out. Deep V. Yeah. And uh, pink Lycra leggings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good combo. We were in the American Apparel store this weekend, and Maya's looking at the leggings going, these are $24. Yeah. This costs $5 in every other store. Yeah. That store, like, if you look at it for too long, you get a headache. <laughs> it's like, it's a very bright color. Yeah. It's just like, it's either white, gray, or incredibly bright colors that don't exist in nature. And then checkerboard <laughs> everywhere. No. Yeah. We actually have a, an American Apparel store in London. How does that go over internationally? Uh, the same way it does in the States. I think everyone looks at it and goes, that looks like a t-shirt I could buy for two pounds. Yeah. That's it's not really what we say over here. Yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Do you, do you think that's a really well, well-priced well shirt? No, no, we, we just don't say two we pounds. We don't say two pounds. Yeah. We, say, uh, we say four dollars. <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just translating for the listening audience. That's all. All right. I appreciate it. What do you got? Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but um, as everybody knows, there's one person in this country who holds more power than anyone. Tiger Woods? No. Uh, and that person would be Oprah. Yes. yes. I agree. Not only can Oprah single-handedly destroy a Texas cattle industry, which she got sued for, right? But or make John Steinbeck go to the head of the uh, bestseller list, but she can also persuade an American icon, Dr. Phil, to shave his mustache. 
No. So Dr. Phil has shaved his mustache now. Permanently? Permanently. Like my dad. He said he said <laughs> it was time to he said it was time to start over with a blank slate. <laughs> Literally. <Wow. Yeah. laughs> and make a make a big life change. So he shaved the mustache. What wow. is it with these middle aged guys shaving mustaches? I don't know. Thinking that's gonna he does not look as comforting him. anymore though. Right. You want to mm. cuddle up to a mustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you, always looking, look why like are you guys looking at me? <laughs> We're like, right? Don't yeah. don't women find the mustache? I just downloaded an app on the iPad called Mustachio, mm-hmm. yeah. and you can take any photo in your library and add a variety of mustaches to them. Oh. And I'll tell you, Cohen looks way more distinguished <laughs> with a with a good Burt Reynolds. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like he's ready for business. I feel like if you add a mustache, it gives sort of a natural pillow to the face. Hmm. I wish I knew. More comfortable. Oh, Lloyd. Lloyd can't grow facial hair. <laughs> he has two children. I really can't. <laughs> no, I can sympathize with that. I only grow neck hair. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. I think we that's need to bring that trend in. That's your Anybody purpose. can grow a neck beard. Yeah. Let's grow a neck. Let's just. Well, how come neck beards never came in? What I'm confused by with the, uh, the mustachio phenomenon is it, it seems though people that grow it now do it as a joke. When people in the 80s, like my dad had a mustache in the 80s, he was serious it was about just it. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was just awesome. But now, you know, the, the trend is out there, but it's mocking what right. was there before. Were they mocking it in the 80s when they grew it out? I don't think so. Did they have anything to mock in the 80s? No. <laughs> I mean, because he had the clean cut '60s, right? The hippie '70s, and then the mustache '80s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, if it, if in the '80s it was done as a comedy gesture, then uh, Tom Selleck is a comic genius. <laughs> <laughs> and we I didn't even realize it. Didn't know it. Yeah, oh, he's on man. another level. All right, you got one. Uh, my slice is actually just a, a nice random fact that kind of brings it all together back from the day. That doesn't make sense. What all? Um, it's about whale sharks. And Laura Samplonius. How do you say his name? Yeah. Samplonius. Um, you guys don't know this. This is way, way back in the day. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's a legendary old, old school. Old school. We okay. just liked her last name. Okay. Anyway, so we had, a huge, we had this long going thing with the whale shark. Well, this is just random fact that is just really, really weird. Apparently, whale sharks lay eggs. They're what? not. What? Yeah. Oh, because they're sharks. What? What? Oh, yeah, well, sharks, sharks. sharks aren't mammals, so they'd like they lay eggs. But but other sharks use have babies. No, they don't. I think they lay eggs because they they're lay like, eggs because they're fish. No, they're known as have and their eggs are known as mermaids' purses. There you go. Just dropped a knowledge bomb. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Well, I guess my whole thing is you always see how the shamus and stuff are born, so I just thought it was the same. No, I hmm. see because a, a shark is a fish, so it, it's not warm blooded, yeah. so it can't. On, uh, but what if you're what if, if you're a whale shark out in the middle of the ocean? How where do you put your eggs? Yeah, you, you, they would drop you down. You stick them to seaweed. No, it would drop down. The pressure would crush it. I mean, if we're talking miles deep ocean, can you eat them? Yeah, I think they don't. They they <laughs> wait until yes. they're closer in. You think? There's yeah. actually there's actually a couple of different sharks. This is off of the. Uh, let's see. How would you say that, Ryan? Well, it's from the Florida Museum of Natural History's website. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there was one of I those. can pronounce that. I, you, just, you just made me look like an idiot. There was a word at the top He's of the like, page. Floor, floor? I could not pronounce. And he was looking at my website. Uh, it says, uh, sharks, uh, sharks exhibit a great diversity in reproductive modes. There are oviparous, uh, oviparous egg-laying species, and viviparous uh 
live-bearing species. Oviparous species lay eggs that develop and hatch outside the mother's body hmm. with no parental care after the eggs are laid. The embryos are nourished by a yolk sac inside the egg capsule. So this is taking your slice to the next level, but yeah. apparently there's two different kinds. Okay. Well, apparently the whale sharks lay eggs, which okay. is interesting, but apparently they are ginormous. They are 14 inches in diameter. Wow. Mm. I mean, think of it. 14 inch. Apparently, that's, that's it's the world's biggest egg. But you, it's way could, smaller than a whale being born. That's it, true. Do you think it tastes like caviar? Probably. Could Probably you make an omelet out of it, do you think? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Well, it's most delicious. Find it's tasty. I, I, you had a random fact for your slice. I just opened a Snapple lid before I came in here. Mm-hmm. Harry, uh-huh. Harry S. Truman's middle name, S. No. Yeah, according to Snapple. Yeah, like I short think. for the four-letter word? No, S, period. That's <laughs> his middle name. <laughs> okay. Yep. ESS. Yeah, I thought that's where that came from. Yep. <laughs> just saying the letter. I don't have huh. a middle name. <laughs> Are you serious? He doesn't. Yeah, no. Here's the lovely endearing story. When uh, when my mum and dad held my my sister for the first time, they said that they were filled with joy. So her middle name is Joy. <laughs> and then uh, then my brother and I just didn't get a middle name. <laughs> <laughs> they felt nothing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Well, I got nothing. You, you do you get anything? It's like no, I got nothing either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was almost uh, you know Lloyd disdain Kinsley. Yeah, I was saying, at, least, at least it's not slight annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lloyd's slight annoyance. That's awesome. That's terrible. So, do you have a slice, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a slice all the way from uh, China. You could have um, done one local, and it would have been all the way from England. <laughs> Just as impressive. Basically, a, a convicted killer who, has, who served almost a full 10-year sentence in a Chinese jail um, has been freed after the, uh, his alleged, alleged victim just turned up alive. Oh, that's things. Wow. So he, yeah, he was sentenced and called a murderer. Um, he was an outcast from his village because of it. Um, and then this guy just showed up the other day. What was he doing? <laughs> uh, it doesn't actually say. It says he was just, he, you know, he'd been traveling. Uh, he lost kind of in contact with his family. And then just 10 years later, decided he was going to show himself. And um, so the, the man has been released with, a, with only a 30,000 pound compensation fee. Hmm. I, I think I kind of feel like that's not enough. That's not enough. I do wonder what happens because that happens here in the states where you know DNA tests will prove somebody innocent after mm-hmm. years and years, mm-hmm. and they like give them like a bus pass and five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you'd think that there would be some sort of compensation that could somehow equate to uh, we t- stole your life. Well, they have the whole witness protection thing where they can set you up with a house and a job and all that. You I think they could do that. I for think people you should also this. be able to give the judge a dead arm. <laughs> Like that seems fair. I mean, not like physically. I mean, you know, you but obviously it could be a jury situation. Well, or you could do the form Find of the, the jury. jury. Either one. Find every jury member. Yeah, and I feel like you get just a dead arm, though. Yeah. Nothing, nothing more serious than that. I don't want to get into Sometimes revenge. Sometimes they do killing. get more, I bet they have to get lawyers and all that fun stuff. I got a ticket for speeding eight miles an hour over the speed limit, and I think if you're a part of a jury and you convict someone that was innocent, you could get a fine for that. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to find me for driving over the speed limit eight miles an hour, hmm. you could probably find me three or four hundred bucks ten years later if I was the <laughs> idiot that said, no, 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 that guy's totally guilty. No doubt about it. Yeah. Right, because it is unanimous, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think you collect even, you know, 500 bucks from every person. You get the guy a couple thousand bucks, you know, on top of the bus pass. So, so should we all just avoid jury duty from now on? Well, I did a couple weeks ago. Got out of it. Well, you Quite called frankly, in and I they said not to. I showed up in my Prince Leia, Princess Leia outfit. <laughs> Quite frankly, wow. whenever I see some of the people Mm-mm. walking around and then think about jury duty, scares the crap out of me. 
Because yeah. I'm just the like... The fate of my life could be in that exactly. man's hands. Yeah. Like, I mean, you walk downtown on any given Saturday night, and you're like, all these people stumbling out of a mixture of Ibar, Ember, and um, Taboo. For those of you these who, people. who are unfamiliar with the clubbing life in Orlando, <laughs> you could just picture guys in Affliction t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> guys ahead. in Affliction t-shirts... Guys who are clearly really into uh, top forty hip hop, yeah, and then a bunch of scraggly hipsters sporting mustaches and too tight American apparel clothing, yeah. These are the <laughs> sort people. of concentrated center of society in Orlando. It's bizarre, yeah. And you look and you realize they share the same block, yeah. And that is who would, the, it would presumably it would be four, four, and four of those type of people on a jury, mm-hmm. and I would not trust and soccer saying. moms and soccer moms, yeah. But they, they're not on on Saturday night. No, they shouldn't be. <laughs> least they usu- shouldn't at least be. usually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, that'll wrap up Slices. Up next, the Rocket Boys. Fans of soulful pop melodies will love the sound of Nightlights, the brand new album from Jimmy Needham in stores this week. Jimmy's signature eclectic sound mixes pop, rock, and blues and combines them with powerful, challenging lyrics aimed at impacting a generation with truth. For a free MP3 and to learn about how ministry leaders can receive a free copy of Nightlights, devotional resources, and more, visit inpop.com nightlights. You're listening to Sun Bears, exclamation point. <laughs> I hate it when bands put punctuation in their names. Sun Bears! That's how it's supposed to be right. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I refuse. <laughs> the song is Little Baby Pines. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Paper Tongues with the song Trinity, which is also playing right now on Relevant.fm. It is also the spotlight song of the week because Chad is in love with the band. <laughs> By the way... The Relevant FM iPhone app has been submitted to the store for approval. Oh, that looks exciting. Ooh. So we'll see what happens now. <laughs> but it, we made it, and then we'll see. And um, I read today that in fourth quarter of 2009, last year, Android had like literally like 3% of the iPhone, um, OS, like mobile device market, and that now Android is past iPhone, and BlackBerry is number one. So we might have to come up with an Android device. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say based on what you just said. Since we don't want to just be with the third ranked (laughs) platform. Well, because they outsold, uh, I mean, they outsold in terms of units in the first quarter of 2010. Right. And they have so many more devices. Nobody's putting Windows on their phones anymore. It's all Android and Palm's gone away. So it's basically all Android, BlackBerry, or iPhone. So uh, Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. So... But hang tight. It'll probably be later this summer. Um, okay, Rocket Boys. Uh, the Rocket Boys formed in 2005. They, uh, they're five guys who met in college and over the next three years somehow found time to record and release two EPs and two live DVDs, embark on multiple national and regional tours, and amass a substantial fan base in their home state of Texas, all while finishing their degrees. 
Their newest effort and debut full-length album is called 20,000 Ghosts. It was released in late September, and they're touring all over the U.S. right now. Check them out at myspace.com slash rocketboys. Here is Rocket Boys performing the song Heartbeat. I've been here for too long 
That was the Rocket Boys. The song is Heartbeat. Check them out at myspace.com slash Rocket Boys. You're listening to Mumford and Sons. The song is Roll Away Your Stone. Yet another awesome. Chad favorite. I apparently is this awesome. is the entire yeah, the entire <laughs> staff is apparently has a man crush on the Mumford and Sons. Roll away your stone. Is that like rolling away the stone from Jesus's grave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Praise be. <laughs> <laughs> it's playing right now on relevant.fm. Check them out. Okay, so it's time for the most talked about, the most requested, the most debated, the most interesting segment of our podcast called The Most Interesting Conversation. Take it away, Josh. Holy cow. Good grief. Well... Better deliver. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I can uh, because my, I'm going to open with uh, the sentence that says that what we're going to talk about, uh, I believe, was widely unreported, underreported. Um some of you may have heard that the Obama administration uh, a couple weeks ago revealed how many weapons are in the U.S. nuclear stockpile. The number, which until now has been classified, turns out to be 5,113 nuclear weapons. In the U.S. In the U.S. that we have and we're responsible for. We've all known that the U.S. has nuclear weapons, but we also know that we've been the loudest voice in the world to tell everyone else to put away their weapons of mass destruction and nuclear programs. Can you think of why we would need 5,113 nuclear warheads? And is it better to be feared or to be loved? I think it goes back to the First World War where the, the, the military philosophy was walk softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, well... We did. In 1967, we had 31,255 nuclear warheads. And so they have slowly brought it down to this number. Um, But it still is bizarre. I mean, how many warheads does it take to create a mass, you know, a mass gravesite in in some place? I mean, one. Right. So what we're doing carrying around 5,100 just for extra fun, I'm completely confused by. Uh, especially because we have spent so much time telling the rest of the world what they should do with nuclear weapons. Can you guys see any uh, truth to why we would need to carry any of this? I mean... Fear? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are we... I'm still confused at what we would be afraid of. Like, I don't agree with, like, having nukes, and I would prefer they get rid of them, but, I mean... But like, the U.S. They're would not say get, would, they would agree a, with you. It's a catch-22. I mean, they're not going to get rid of them until every other country does. But every other country isn't going to get rid of them until right. we do, That's especially I mean. 5,100 of them. Well, but I mean, Russia has more than that, and China has almost as many, and Israel has a whole bunch, and... We don't know that. The U.K. has a whole bunch, and... No, France, we don't. Not a whole bunch, <laughs> but the U.K. has some. They have two and a half. No, uh, <laughs> No, they just pretend. <laughs> They're held together with duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Powell went live and specifically said that they have them, right? So then that must mean something. 
Yeah. Wait, he did that once in Iraq and it didn't work out. Sorry. Just thinking of somebody else. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, in France has them and Germany has them. And so we all just I need sw- to like disarm ourselves at yeah. the same exact time. It, why is it such a specific number? Well, hopefully we know how many. Yeah, we I was going to say I'm kind of glad <laughs> nah, it's, it's about five thousand, yeah. <laughs> give or take. Give or take. No, it, that's what I mean. Like, why don't you say, "Oh, we've got about five thousand, But rather than you know nailing it to the exact kind of point, seems I don't know, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a warehouse, and you can check a couple out, you know, but you have to make sure you check them back in. It's a library system, really. Um, but I, I think what's what's fascinating to me is the, is the hypocrisy that that we have in wanting everyone else to disarm, but still holding on to this many. I mean, still, if you think about it, if there were twenty, would we feel any better or feel any worse? I don't know. I guess like I feel kind of bad because this isn't something I worry about a ton, right? Um, and maybe I should worry more about it, but I feel like this may sound incredibly pessimistic. But I'm pretty sure, A, that there are enough safeguards in place that in especially like the big nuclear powers, like no one's just going to set one off. Like, I mean, because it would have happened in 1963 with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like if someone was going to set one off just for the heck of it, it would have happened then. Um, I also think that eventually someone will get a hold of a dirty bomb and set it off in a huge population center. And I don't know. Those are just sort of the things you live with. Like... I don't really think having or not having nuclear missiles will deter so you think that either of those things from happening. The number that we have as a country is irrelevant. Yeah, I don't really think it matters that much. To the politics in relationship to other countries, you think it's irrelevant? I, I think it's fairly irrelevant. Really? Yeah. I don't think other companies... I mean, are all of our trade embargoes, all of our peace treaties are all kind of insured. It's, it's almost like our gold reserve stockpile. You know, It's uh-huh. like insured by our might you know i mean i'd prefer they'd get like i think they should get rid of them but i think at this point like like you said there's not much of a difference to me between having like four and having but how does iran take anything that we say seriously about disarming nuclear weapons if they read that we have 5113 there i mean there's there's a movement about this i mean there's a uh the the people who did um an inconvenient truth participant films are coming out this summer with a film called countdown to zero and it's looking at this exact issue and um it's uh a, a good friend of ours uh tyler wick stevenson uh heads up a organization called the two futures project which talks about this issue from a christian standpoint mm-hmm. uh that we have basically you know we there i mean every physicist strategist everybody who's in this space says with it's not a probability there is certainty that one of these will be set off right and uh, that is the track we're on. That's the our f- future, and and we the only way we can avoid that. The thing the thing that um, is most haunting is um, talking to Tyler. If, if you've ever heard him speak or whatever, he'll give this example of like if one was set off in San Francisco and w- the damage, the million, literally millions of lives right. lost, the the long term repercussions of what what would happen. Um, he said he saw an advanced screening of Countdown to Zero, and it shook him. Hmm. Like he, and this is what he does all day, every yeah, day. Yeah. Think about this. Yeah. And uh, he said this will be maybe a piece that um, will wake America up, the American populace. Uh, because there is this old world Cold War mentality of stockpile your arms right. and then boss people around that just doesn't apply anymore. He, he says from a, a Christian worldview that there's zero morally defensible 
use of a nuclear arm right. as a Christian. Right. A pro-military, pro-defense Christian worldview cannot defend the use of a nuclear bomb because the vast majority right. of, of life loss is innocent life. Why would a Christian ever advocate for that? That, right. that citizen that was murdered had nothing to do with your military conflict. You know, we have such specific missile strike abilities now, such specific intelligence now. It's just, it's an antiquated, destructive, unnecessary form of uh, military might. That's his advocacy from a Christian standpoint. It goes way deeper. Um, but I was, um, the more I'm around him, um, you know, we helped with their website and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the more that we've, you know, thought about this issue, there really is no reason for it. And Obama has even recently talked about laying some number down right. and working toward, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'll But are we working down. towards 20 or zero? I mean, I think well, but that's the thing the is, though, is like you have to be politically pragmatic at the same time as like, yeah. I mean... <clears throat> They're kind of going, okay, we'll lay down 100. You know, you lay down 12. You lay down your two. Okay, cool. Now we're all a little less. Okay, right. now we'll lay down another 100 and it's going to be a process like I mean, that. basically what needs to happen is a worldwide equivalent of say, okay, we're going to count to three and then everyone put down their stuff at the same time. Right. And that's like that's what's going to have to well, happen, and, and that's largely impossible. And and, right. and honestly, it's, that's impossible. And so so I think countdown to zero. There's a lot of summits happening. There's a lot of. I think it's interesting you brought this up now because I think we're six to nine months early on this conversation. I think people will care. Yeah. This fall. Yeah. Well, it was completely underreported in my opinion. Be, I hadn't be, even heard of it. Yeah, because again, again in 1967, 31,000 of these warheads we owned and now there's 5,000 and I think some people want to applaud it and I think we're in a situation now where it's in my opinion it's like a, a guy that's a billionaire you know giving away $100,000 right. and people applauding it going isn't that a lot of money well a lot of those numbers were it was diminished under Reagan mm-hmm. and so to the right. conservatives who say no we need our you know military might um the 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 nuclear disarmament right. people point to Reagan well, and I mean, say he was the biggest advocate of laying the stuff down that yeah. there's no use for it. That yeah. was because for 25 years, I mean, the question was asked is how many times over do we need to destroy the world? Like, and that's I mean that's essentially what you're asking again. Like, I just think it's interesting that that this number is reported now. I I really do feel like this summer. I mean, it's been the challenge with Tyler. I mean, he's a friend. I care about his cause, but you know when he meets with church leaders or he'll meet with uh you know I've been in a number of meetings with him. You know, you get you get people's going. Um, I'm talking about significant, well known. You know the name, church, national church leaders. They go, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, where does this fit in the priority of causes that I have to carry? You know, sure, right? Like, all right, well, I can't say that AIDS in Africa is less important, or malaria is less important, or clean water is less important, or yeah. salvation is less important. You know, I'm sorry, I, 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 you, your cause can get it at the end of the line. Yeah. So it's been really discouraging for him because it's like you can't break through. Like America doesn't care about this issue. Yeah. Right. But I think that you can affect hearts and minds like an inconvenient truth did with environmentalism. It just was a, a niche liberal issue until that movie hit. And then people started to go, well, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. But it, 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 it kind of got a new momentum right. when it hit uh, mass market media. You know, I mean, I think the hard part, at least like for me, the hard part about getting really impassioned about this issue is that like i don't really feel like there's anything i can do i mean yeah that's the other thing he fights it's like yeah. i mean it's it's like you know with with almost any other social justice issue you can like at least take smaller steps or get behind like an ngo who's supporting like you know governmental legislation or something but i mean this is one of those classic uh if enough pressure comes up from the grassroots right. but it really is in the hands of a very few people right 
thinking the right way and making decisions that make a difference. Lloyd, how many uh, nuclear weapons do you guys have? 201. Okay, good, good, good. 201. That's For that's, an island. That's enough. <laughs> for an island. Yeah, I know. You could, that is, yeah, for the amount of space, that's, that's quite a lot, I would say. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys could obliterate every other inch of land in the world and just be the only little <laughs> island left. <laughs> that's probably what you want, isn't it? <laughs> I imagine at some point MacGruber will be involved in our nuclear <laughs> weapons program and it'll all be over. Yeah. Uh, interesting topic. Interesting topic. And like always, you are ahead of the curve, Josh Loveless. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for the most interesting conversation of the week. Up next, the Rocket Boys. Yeah, New York is the place I call home Although so many different places I roam Travel the world, but I stay in the zone Truly a blessing to be born in the greatness of the culture's essence is real Sometimes I feel lost in the wilderness uh-huh. The lonely soul steady searching where the wilderness Come is on. He's looking for a place called home So tune in and listen to the man and his mission Yeah, I'm a man on a mission Take a minute to listen before I make the decision It's everyday living in a prison planet You're listening to John Robinson featuring Lewis Parker song is a place called home it's um some some good hip-hop that uh, chad found for relevant fm this week it's pretty cool uh the rocket boys uh brand new full-length album called Twenty Thousand ghosts came out this last fall make sure to check it out at myspace.com slash rocket boys here they are performing 1929 Yeah. 
That was the Rocket Boys. Check them out at myspace.com slash Rocket Boys. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Future of Forestry. Song is Slow Your Breath Down. All right, it's time for your feedback. In, in the current issue, the brand new issue of Relevant, we do a, a summer road trip guide. We do three different trips for you. Uh, so we wanted to know what plans you have for this summer. Are you planning any road trips? And if so, where are you going? And if, if the answer is no, you're not, we want to know what the best road trip you ever had was. So you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your replies. In preparing for this podcast, we proceeded to read all of your replies, and they were really, really long. Uh, (laughs) Some good stories are buried in there, but because we don't have a two-hour podcast, we don't have the ability to really read many of them, too. (laughs) I mean, they're long. These things were like... We could post them as web articles. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Maybe you could find some new writers in there. (laughs) So, um, so if you if you're curious about some uh, funny road trip stories, really long road trip stories, head over. to... <laughs> if you're on a road trip and you need to kill time, time to kill. Yeah. you want somebody to read to you while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah head over there and, and check them out. So it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, this podcast is coming to you the week of May 14th. In nine days from now is something that our generation will remember forever, kind of like the MASH finale. <laughs> is that what this is going to equate to? I, I for nerds. Oh, for God. nerds, yeah. this is the MASH finale for nerds. Yeah. Uh, the, it's, the, it's the series and season, well, I guess series finale of Lost coming uh, Sunday night, May 23rd. Meow. <laughs> so that was like the comedy version of the, the, the lost sound that was good Leave me brilliant that. so uh, we we wanted to know for those of you who are as nerdy as we are and watch it as religiously as we do um what you think the finale will hold what what is the end of this story what's what's the point yeah so we want you to answer that. Go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Post your answers. Try to keep them fairly brief. So, <laughs> so when, we I, can talk about when I read them next week, two days before the finale, you know, I don't have to sift through pages and pages and pages of replies. I'm telling you, if it ends up being like a dream or oh. something weak like that, I'm going to punch them in the yeah. face. Well, did you see the creators a couple All weeks ago tweeted they wrapped shooting and he said, well, it is finished. <laughs> that's oh, what he just says. It is finished. And um, uh, apparently he said in a, in an interview or on Twitter or something that actually the finale raises more questions. Oh, good. Oh, goodness. If it's a dream, no, 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 if no. it's a dream, I'm going to lose Well, it. it's not going to be a dream because why would it raise more questions that's if it's a dream? That's true. As long as they don't end up in a jail cell like the end of Seinfeld. <laughs> I love that episode. No. You're the only brilliant. person. No. I think you are brilliant. the only person. I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm did this whole season making fun of how bad that finale <laughs> yes, was. Yes. I think it's a brilliant Or if it finale. ends like, is it St. Elsewhere where it's all that little girl's Dream or something. Yeah, in that's, the snow globe. Oh, that's Twilight or Dallas. Twin, Twin Peaks. How old are you, Lloyd? <laughs> Saying elsewhere. <laughs> no, Twin Peaks. It, it's it a new show over in the UK. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. brand new. Oh, no, it isn't. 
Simon, <laughs> Simon Cowell's deceptively behind old. Yeah. <laughs> Without any facial hair. Yeah, I was going to say, he's deceptively old because he has no facial hair. We can't <laughs> tell how old he is. Yeah. Um, um, I couldn't remember if Ben was dead or not because there's so many crazies right. gone there. So I wikipedia it. And he's not. He's off with Richard, in case anybody couldn't remember, because I couldn't. But it said, just a random fact, was that he was he was signed on for a three-episode thing, his mm-hmm. character. And now he became such a integrated part of it. Well, they had, uh, so uh, a, if you remember, that was interesting, the big... Uh, evolved, I guess. Uh, the African-American guy. I'm Echo? Echo. Yeah. He, Echo. Was, he was supposed to be one of these finale significant characters. Hmm. And contract dispute or something he left the show they had to kill him off and they were not planning to he was supposed to be a significant he was great. long-term yeah, character he was a that's great right character he had too. a whole bunch and, of and, and, stuff and that season was when oh ben, crap we got it yeah, yeah. so they had to find over. somebody else to come yeah. step into what if he regrets that decision at all yeah i mean he's probably there's a couple that they sitting around looking for work they had longer plans for huh hmm. um and it, a weird thing was i mean i've i've known one of the uh executives at at abc for a while um she actually reached out to me and introduced herself after USA Today did a story about us in like oh three or four. So it's been a long time. So Lost, yeah, Lost was fairly new. Well, she comes out here once a year for Disney corporate meetings in Orlando, and they do it in LA. She's based out in LA. And um, one time we got together for lunch, and Lost had just started. And this was remember when this started, ABC was failing as right. a station. And so I was asking about it because I was really like excited about this show. And she said that she was in the pitch meeting with the uh, creators. And that you know, there's about 3,000 employees at ABC that probably tell this story. Don't you think? Like, she's, I was in that pitch meeting. I'm sure she was. I'm just saying. She's an executive vice president. <laughs> I know, I know. But so if, she if actually you, was. The janitor, I bet, is taking well, credit for this, too. This, I mean, this is four episodes in. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Um, so I'm telling her I'm like put yourself back in the mindset of, of season one mm-hmm. it is literally a survival story at right. this point you yeah. know and there's some weird stuff with the polar bear and stuff but it was just like just kind of peculiar but it was still pretty straightforward narrative and and I'm telling her like I just don't see where this is going and I'm trying to hint like give me some spoilers you have to know something mm-hmm. and she said trust me that it's going somewhere bizarre it is it is one of the, it is the most expensive show we've ever committed to and the writers when they pitched it presented to us a four possibly five year arc and we had to commit to at least four uh, before we would green light the show because the show would not make sense if we stopped at any point in the journey so think about the commitment ABC did to create this studio on an island to do all this crazy stuff and if the ratings had tanked if this had been a flop like flash fort I don't know or V or something mm-hmm. they were stuck yeah so they were terrified that it may not land because it was too abstract and too sci-fi. But she said that it was presented as, a, as this like multi-year thing and that that was contractually obligated uh, that they'd see it through. I'm a little sad that it's almost over. I remember seeing the commercials for it and be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. I'm sad, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's just, I'm tired of the questions. Yeah. I kind of want to start over after I know what happens. Like start well, over from the beginning. And that's the beauty of these fan blogs and stuff is they go back and they show so much allegory and symbolism mm-hmm. like years ago that's now explained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just hinted at or that person walked in the background. Mm-hmm. That's what is fascinating to me yeah. about this. It's the those, foresight that they have. Those people that write the fan blogs, I think they're going to feel like someone died. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Their life. I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. They dedicate. I mean, this is a part-time job. Yeah. Go over to For v. some of them. 
Oh, yeah. Well, yikes. they're going to come over to our website and write really long replies to this week's <laughs> question. Of the week. yeah. so. Well, we won't read them out, people, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, head over to uh, our website and right there in the podcast episode page feedback, tell us what you think is going to happen in the finale of Lost. Okay. All right. So that's your question of the week. Many thanks to the Rocket Boys for coming through and uh, playing us some songs. Remember to check out their new album. It's called 20,000 Ghosts. And you can uh, hear all their music at myspace.com slash rocketboys. Thanks to uh, Lloyd for sitting in with us. And next week, let's see, I'm going to Haiti tomorrow uh, with Roxy. Next week, we'll be back to normal. That's good. That'll be fun. Okay. So on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya. I'm Ryan. I'm Josh. I'm Lloyd. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Oh, yeah, we're we're probably the funniest country in the world.